0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Girls New Work podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the strengths that women have that make us damn good leaders, if we say so ourselves. Both Emma and I manage teams and that means that we're both technically classed as leaders. And I'm pretty sure that we're not the only ones to have experienced others not taking us as seriously or seen us as good leaders because we're women. I personally could rhyme off the top of my head a number of women that I've either worked for or simply just been around or in the same room or I've listened to them speak at events or on podcasts who truly inspire me with their drive, their strength, their ambition and just their sheer grit and determination to succeed and to get shit done. Um, There's always always been that stereotypical view, though, that women leaders and managers and directors aren't taken as seriously or aren't as strong as the men who carry the same job title, again, simply because they're women. And yes, we've made some progress with initiatives like the 30% Club, and there are businesses now being led all over the world by women, and there are more women on executive boards now than ever. But I think it's safe to say that we've still got a long way to go.
1: Yeah, so just looking a bit at the research, 33.1% of the FTSE 350 are female and 25% of the Fortune 500 CEOs are female in the US. So as Sophie said, there's clearly still a long way to go in getting women into these senior leadership roles.
0: Yeah, so it's it's no wonder that the world of business is still very much a man's world. Um, and this, there is, despite there being extensive research to show that companies that have women on the board perform financially better than those that do not, like there is literal evidence to support mm-hmm. this Um gosh, we've still got so, such a long way to go until we're even close to being where we want. And the numbers just look even bleaker when you start looking at other things like racial diversity, like we're currently only Mm -hmm. talking about gender, but my goodness, the stats just drop dramatically when you start looking at racial diversity or how many LGBTQ plus leaders there are or any of the other characteristics. It's just Mm -hmm. not the best reading.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And You know, having women in these executive committee roles is what provides a pipeline for our future female directors. And without that, there's still this huge barrier to empowering women to go for a role they want to or continue being ambitious and climbing their career ladder. So if you think about it, when you're in a role and want to progress, if you don't have someone in a senior position who you can relate to or look to as a role model, it kind of makes it feel impossible for you to get there. So in this podcast episode, we want to delve deeper into not only the strengths that females have, but also look at how this differs from our male counterparts and some of the stereotypes that have been assigned to women attributes over the years. And I guess a good starting point is this perception that many women feel we need to act like a man to be successful. Now this stems from so many things but as we all know business has traditionally been a man's world and despite the progress we've made already there's still lots that needs to change. So one question I've asked women around me quite a lot is have they changed their behaviours or how they've acted in a work environment to fit in? Now I'm sure you can guess the answer was an outsta- outstanding <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've, you know, People have come back saying they felt they needed to act more laddie. Or a bit more standoffish. Um mm-hmm. and if I'm honest, you know, I've definitely felt like this in a work environment. I don't know about you, Soph.
0: Gosh, yeah, definitely. And I always I always laugh at this, and Em's gonna laugh at this when I say this as well. But before I started working at one particular job, I didn't swear. Like swear words were just not in my vocabulary, and now I swear like a trooper. <laughs> and that was literally because I started this job and the culture was very laddish I was surrounded by men and men who it was just that it was it was very casual office it was just the total norm to take Mm. the piss out of each other like if any if any of the things that were said in the office were documented we'd probably all have got fired um and it was (laughs) it was just that kind of culture and I And now I think back, I didn't, I didn't consciously make the decision to start swearing, but it just, it just started to come out. And it was, I think as well, Mm -hmm. when you're, you're starting a new job, and obviously I was a lot younger as well. And I think you're a lot more impressionable when you're younger. Like you kind of, you take in what's around you. So because I was surrounded by these people who every, every second word was a swear word, I started to do the same. Um, And I think I, I always laugh as well, because if I ever go back into a more corporate environment I would probably have to change myself again because yeah. it's probably not as accepted to swear as much as I do in my in the in the job that I was in and the job that I have now so
1: mm-hmm.
0: I have definitely changed myself and I think in other situations like when you're in meetings you do tend to switch up how you might do it if you were in a more natural setting with your friends
1: yeah no exactly and I think you made a really good point there Soph about being at the start of your career and going into a role for the first time, because at that point you you have no idea what's you know what's the norm, and you kind of just copy what people are doing around you and copy their behaviours. And if you've not got female leaders to look up to, how like what are you supposed to go off? Um, and unfortunately, you don't really get taught otherwise, do you? It's just the norm. And I think you know it's only from my experience over the years that I've become more confident in myself and more comfortable acting my authentic self. But, I get, well, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are times where I find myself changing the way I act and that's just out of habit. But I guess you have to learn to sort of self-correct yourself and trust that you could be a
0: great leader without having to completely change the person you are. Oh, gosh, yeah. And it's, I think we've said this a few times, but it's being in the workplace and things like this, you don't get taught any of this. You don't get taught how mm-hmm. to act in the workplace or you don't get taught what characteristics, what characteristics you're going to be expected to display. Yeah, and you mentioned there, I'm about being your authentic self. Um, and I think that's so important. And because business has, it's never really been built for us, there are certain traits that are viewed negatively still, mm-hmm. such as showing emotion or crying at work. There are so many of these things that would are typically viewed as a negative thing. Yeah. Which... We don't agree with. <laughs> Needless to <laughs> that's, say. That's the point of this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, done. <laughs> done. That's it. We can wrap this up now. <laughs> um no, and I think, you know, it's really important to to recognise that traditional female traits are viewed negatively still. Kind of, you know, going back a little bit, I guess we've all heard of the this phrase thrown around about, you know, don't act like a girl. Um, And, you know, there's a a couple of female traits just off the top of my head is this idea of crying at work. Is
0: that acceptable? I don't know. I know we've had a couple of conversations about this, Soph, but. Oh, God, I have cried so many times at work. Mm. I have literally lost count. I've cried in the office. I've cried in meetings. I've cried in front of my boss. Mm. And at first, I remember the first time I did cry at work, I was like, oh, my God, like I am mortified. I'm so sorry. And then I was very lucky that the first time it happened, I had some really supportive people that I worked with and now I'm like I we need to change the stigma about crying in the office. A lot of the times I cry at work it's not because I'm quote unquote weak or upset. It's, it's I'm probably angry or frustrated at something that's happened mm-hmm. and in, you're showing emotion because you care and you're passionate about your job and how can that be a bad thing? It's acceptable to show emotion when you're happy when you are frustrated in other ways. So why is it seen as such a negative thing when we cry? Yeah, I think it's something that definitely needs to change. And I, I mean, I'm not saying I sit there and cry at my desk, but I, I now will never hide yeah. it if I do cry at work because I wouldn't want any of my team to think they had to hide their emotions or that they couldn't come to me if they mm-hmm. were upset because there's, there cannot be a bad thing. There cannot be a negative to your team being open with you.
1: No, exactly. And I, you know, I admire people so much when they're just honest and open and authentic. Um, It makes me, you know, more motivated to work for them. If I see that they're actually, you know, just a genuine, normal human being. I mean, it's just part of life, isn't it? Um, Oh, completely. So, yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think as, you know, we're both leaders ourselves. We want our teams to feel comfortable coming to us about stuff. And that's one thing I've definitely learned about being a manager. Uh, we We spend the majority of our time at work with each other, so I want my team to feel comfortable and feel that they can actually come to me as their manager and sort of having that open two way conversation is so crucial, and I want my team to be happy, I want them to feel valued and I think if they if they do then it 's reflected in your results and I think a nice thing that Laurie said in our episode last week is that a happy team is a successful team. And I think that's something we all need to remember um, and something we should, you take with us when we're,
0: you know, developing and becoming leaders. Yeah, completely. And I think, I can't speak for you, and but I've worked for leaders who are like complete opposite ends of the scale. I've worked with managers who are very open and who I felt comfortable going to with anything. I knew the door was always open and I've worked for managers who were the complete opposite. And my goodness, I can tell you that, the, the the manager I worked for who was who was a lot more open is the one that I was the happiest with and I definitely did my best work when I was yeah. in that team so I think just from our personal experience mm-hmm. like how knowing and working for the different types of people it's interesting then isn't it how you then you shape your own leadership style based on your previous experiences
1: yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You can learn how not to manage oh, completely, <laughs> um, and also how to be a good manager. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? You you have to go through those things, don't you? yeah Um, I think that's what shapes you as a person. But then you know that puts responsibility of you onto you to kind of change that perception uh, and make sure you're you're leading for change and you're doing things differently and in a positive way. Because actually, these female, well, traditional female traits are what set us apart as great leaders, I believe, and it's so important to have a diverse senior team
0: as that is what drives positive change completely and we know that we're not the only ones who believe in this There's obviously a lot of worldwide studies Mm -hmm. um but we also know there's a lot of people on our own networks that believe this too and a couple of weeks ago we actually asked you guys we asked our instagram followers which skills and characteristics you think make women good leaders and you guys came through some brilliant (laughs) answers um the first one was, um, em- the, the most suggested one was empathy and collaboration and that women tend to hold more eye contact with great communicators. We nod with mm-hmm. encouragement um, and we tend to be better at reading body language yeah. and non-verbal cues. That was, it, I think that's a great one. Mm-hmm. We are, we are more empathetic. We're more understanding of how others are feeling. We get to know people, I suppose, more on a more personal mm-hmm. level. <laughs> and I think a great example of this was uh, when me and M used to work together, um, you would always know when I wasn't okay. Like <laughs> I didn't even have to say anything, and I could just tell. Or you would, mm-hmm. and I again the other way, I could just tell you were looking at me. You were like, "Soph, what? You know, <laughs> Should we go get coffee?" Yeah, um, and I didn't even have to say anything, and you just knew when there was something like getting to me or that I wasn't okay. Yeah. Um. No, definitely. Uh, I think I've experienced this in terms of I had someone on on my team who do you we know, you just get a vibe? Yeah. that they're not themselves. And I remember saying to my boss, who's a man, um, is such a body okay? I'm just getting a bit bit of a vibe that there's something off. And he said, oh, I hadn't noticed. And actually, when I went to have a conversation with this person, there was something bothering them. And I just think that was such Mm -hmm. a prime example as well of a woman's intuition, let's call it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I do think we are naturally better at sort of picking up on things from people around us. Um, There's one thing I always try and do in my meetings with my team or anybody else is just being aware and recognizing when someone wants to speak and ensuring that every single person in that room gets to speak and I think the reason why I'm I'm so so aware of that is because no one did that for me you know it's we've, we've all been in those situations where we've not been able to chip in and you know you try and speak and then someone speaks over to you and you're like oh okay I'll just not say anything at all and it kind of knocks your confidence a little bit um, and I, I don't really know why that is I mean I guess you know, our voices but it might not be as loud or as deep as men, but that's something that I've always been aware of. And as a leader now, I just want to make sure that I'm recognising everybody in there and ensuring that each person in my team feels like they can speak and you know gets gets to share their ideas and that makes them feel valued so I think that's
0: that's really important yeah I love that and I think again I've been in that exact situation as well where I've been trying to speak in meetings and you just get spoken over and I think like you said it's just about making space for everybody um yeah I absolutely love that oh I'm gonna come and work for you
1: (laughs) And yeah, another point that you guys came back with, another great point, is that women are often mistaken for being weak as we're naturally more nurturing um, and also that we're more likely to create more inclusive and team-orientated leadership styles. So I think that's a really good one, if I do say so myself. Um, but I guess... Can I just say that you guys are all very articulate. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like some of these suggestions that were come through, I was They're like, brilliant. wow, that is worded brilliantly.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, a similar to what we've said already, to be honest, but we have that natural instinct to be more nurturing and to sort of take people under our wing and be more supportive overall overall and I think again across I think all of these kind of feed into each other to be honest but you know an, another positive of, of this is that people feel valued and they feel like you know they're on this journey with you you're all reaching this goal together they feel that like they can be themselves in your team so they can come to you about you know anything work related but also personal related so that overall as a result you're able to succeed as a leader and as a team um so I think that's another really really great one
0: yeah definitely I read somewhere once that um a good leader always, gosh, I can't remember now exactly how it was worded, but you give your team the credit, but then you also shield them from all of the shitty stuff um, if anything ever Mm -hmm. ever comes back down. And I think... As women and again just from personal experience women are better at that yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so I think just to finish off as well I just wanted to mention this um just to kind of round off the whole the whole point of men and women bring different strengths to the table and I read in a book once that if you and this was a great example that if you had two children in a class and one excelled at maths and one excelled at english you wouldn't say that one child is better than the other you wouldn't go up to one of the kids and say well you're better because you're all better at maths like men and women are exactly the same we both have different strengths that we bring to the table and neither one of them are better than the other they're just different and I think that's a really important point to make and it's the point that we're trying to make like we know that men have different strengths to us and we're not saying that ours are better than theirs and that's what makes for such a successful. that's why more diverse teams are more successful because you're bringing together all of these different strengths you're not just honing in on one typical one it's a mm-hmm. real team effort isn't it yeah
1: 100 it is yeah i think that's a, a great way to round it all off so oh
0: thank you i thought so too oh, no,
1: <laughs> so that is it for this week's episode we hope you've enjoyed it as always thank you so much for listening and please feel free to share the podcast and leave us a review that would be a huge help for us you can also get in touch with us either through our website girlsinwork.com or by email hello at girlsinwork.com or on our socials at girlsinwork underscore we absolutely love hearing your feedback and also any questions you have too so we'll see you in a week for the next episode of the girls in work podcast